Hi everybody and welcome to the Endless Hells podcast. Hope you're all well who's listening. What a week it has been. I'm joined by Phil McGinley and Francis. How are you? All good, Stephen. All good. Totally forgot how short your intro is there and I was like, oh my God, we're on here. The Boise boss loves an intro, but we're glad to have you on, Phil. Thanks for coming on with us. Oh, thank and you. Thank you for inviting me on, mate. T- no problem at all. And to everyone who's watching along, great to see you in. Paul Dadson, our very own Johns and Brown Warriors in as well. And just to, I mean, it's what a week. Celtic are back in action in the pre-season. We've smashed 1,000 subscribers, which That's is fantastic. We, we appreciate all the support. It felt like forever getting there, but we've mm. finally done it. <laughs> and also in that week as well, we announced a partnership with Lurgan Celtic Football Club based in Ireland, the wee hoops of Ireland. So a lot to come from that as well. It's been a great week for the NSL's podcast. The boys are back in action. And coming to yourself, Phil McGinley, as the guest on our show from the Boise bus, the man himself. Celtic back in action, walking the park, wasn't it? Oh, it was absolutely that. It's, uh, the, the thing is, with a game like that, and I, I knew before going into it with the opposition, it's like, oh, what, what can you really read into it? But I'll, I'll be honest, um, as, as poor as the opposition were, I, I quite enjoyed the intensity. I quite enjoyed that fact that it was quite ruthless. It was a bit like, you know, I guess I said it on Twitter, Ivan Drago in Rocky Four. you know, if he dies, he dies. Where it's just <laughs> like, no, well, this is how we're going to play. And uh, Ange is just going to get them started right away. Start how you mean to continue. Just got battered in there right away. And yeah, it was there was genuinely a point where it was like every time we were going forward, it was just goal, 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 goal. But yeah, it was it was just good to really um just to see another Celtic game again because it has been quite a long preseason. It really has felt that oh. way. So yeah, it was it was nice to see them again. So yeah, looking forward now to the next one. So hundred percent. Uh, I mean, it was as you said, there was points in that match. So you're going like <laughs> they need to do something here, otherwise it'll turn into a massacre. Like, but Craig White, the legend, comes in. Hello, guys. Where's Stephen's heart's colours? Well, I mean, the funny story. This, I think them two have came coordinated. So I'm probably the manager in the tracksuit. These guys have wrapped up here in Italian uh, retro shirts. Well, welcome, in to, welcome to Endless Football Italia tonight. Uh, <laughs> all we need is a backdrop of like an Italian cafe and a cappuccino. Uh, you know, that's what we need. <laughs> and then Phil's in the Florentina, isn't it, Phil? Florentina. number? 1960s away shot. Um, yeah. I don't know any 1960s Florentina players. Don't, don't even ask me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll put you to the test and then Franny rocking the rocking the Milan one. How are you, Franny? And the Celts back in action, I said to him, what I mean, easy game. Yeah, well, I I never never seen the game Stephen Duty work and things like that, but what I have read and things like that and heard for folk, it was it was a pretty positive performance, like a bit of hunger with the guys that obviously on the fringes and things like that. So I think that's all really I, you can really take for the game because obviously the, the opposi- opposition by accounts and went great. I think you could see that. But the fact that guys looked looked hungry and stuff, I think that's kind of what I'm taking for the game and stuff. It's mm. that seems to be a sort of Angie's kind of mantra and that's like I think that's maybe what he was looking at just to see how much folk wanted this to and then they'll maybe get more involved in other preseason friends like your guys like Kenny and, and maybe even Julian and stuff like that who Maybe put in like obviously put in good performances. So I think yep, it's one of the ones that they're on trial with it being on trial, sort of so to speak. I think it's just try and perform now, get yourself involved in the next friendly, and just go for there. Really, yeah, it's all about staking the claim. And before we move on here, someone brought up the kit. I think it was Kevin. I I mean, there's been a lot of thing about this kit, the, the new one with the silver stripes and stuff. <laughs> I thought it looked all right, Phil. I mean, looked like the hoops to me. Yeah, the silver stripes at the top are a bit controversial, but. What are you thinking about? I think it looked all right in the flesh. 
Mate, see the whole brouhaha about the hoops. This happens every year. I feel going back to the New Balance stuff and Nike, there was even times when it was really controversial. My feeling is it just clearly shows that we must be in preseason if we're debating the whole <laughs> shot. It's like we need a game, we need an actual game to get our teeth into. And I thought they looked fine. And I, I've always said from day one, the silver I think represents silverware. That's generally what I think they've went for with that mm. one. I don't think it really offsets. I mean, you saw it in the sun the other night, that beautiful Austrian sunset. It, it, it looked all right. It looked fine. And today it's, it's the hoops. It's fine. Most people are going to buy it. But yeah, there was a point last week where I was like, we need a game of football. We need something. People are going crazy and arguing really aggressively on Twitter about a kit. I'm like, calm down, everybody. It'll be fine. So yeah, I agree. The kit looks absolutely fine. It's all right. I, I think so as well, Franny. I mean, you're sitting there rocking the, the retro gear. So I mean, you must be a fan of it. Like, Nah, I'm still, still one of these ones that didn't, didn't like it for the silver stripes and stuff, but <laughs> I've not quite seen it in the, the, the flesh of that. But Paul uh, does make a good point. I, I mean, there's worse things we could be complaining about. It's Season's gone past, we're like rushing about trying to get players in. If all we're moaning mm. about having an argument about a home kit, I can live with that all day long, Stephen. 100%. But we'll get stuck into the, the line-up, Phil. And the first player we all wanted to see was Burnaby. The yes. left-back from Argentina. Yes. He's come in. Now, I've seen a lot of people saying on Twitter, this is why I brought up to you guys and kind of the topics I kind of sent out, has he already staked the claim? What what a scene from him. He was aggressive. He was quick. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes I don't think him and Mickey Johnson were on the same wavelength. I felt like Johnson was trying to impress for himself, which is understandable because yeah. he has a lot to do and he's a lot to overcome. But Burnaby was bombing forward. He was getting into that inverted fullback road quite easily, I thought, and taking players on from the middle of the park. What was your opinion of him watching him on that brief? I think it was 45, this, what was it, 50 minutes he was on? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, he didn't finish the full game, but no, I felt the exact same as you. I thought he did look exactly how. Funny enough, how the YouTube videos portrayed him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sometimes you don't read too much <laughs> into that, but and again, it just proves how Ange has got like a good track record so far with his signings. Where we've got to a point now where we trust Ange. You know, where every player, even though it might be from an obscure market, you're like, this guy knows what he's doing, and this guy's come in Burnaby, and he looks exactly how we expected him to be. Um, and in terms of like, it's his it's going at this season. I know he's only just arrived, but I do think he is the first choice left back. Uh, Greg Taylor will play his part. I mean, it's a long season. We're going to need a big squad. So Greg Taylor will get his games. But when you're spending that much money on a guy coming in from, you know, it seems like there's a lot of potential, a lot of talk in Argentina. This boy's going to mm-hmm. just keep getting better. I, I can't see him coming in to sit on the bench the whole time. But no, the early signs are encouraging. So yeah, more of that, please. Definitely. I think as well, you make a great point with Argentina inside of the media. They're all bombing and raving about him. Probably a, a few elements are surprised Celtic got him as well in terms of the transfer fee and his next European destination, Franny. And what, what a scene of him. I think Phil's right. The, the YouTube videos paid tribute to that. I mean, we've seen Amido Baldi on YouTube look like a world-class finisher, but this is, this is a totally cat, different kettle of fish. But Greg Taylor on our podcast, you know yourself, John doesn't really fancy him that much. Me, myself, personally, I don't either. Phil saying Burnaby's going to be first choice. I, I don't know yet about that, Phil, but what, what about yourself, Ronnie? I've, I will, I will side with Phil to an extent because I think Anne's, like, he, wasn't going to, he wasn't going to get every target he got last season. And it's like Phil said, you're not spending nearly four million on a guy to, to sit in the bench. That's just the way our Celtic are essentially. We don't mm. tend to do that. And it's. The way sort of football works, Taylor wasn't brought in by and so this guy is so sort of favouritism to an extent. Take that. That's clearly <laughs> that's not really that's obviously no Chris Fraser either. 
<laughs> and uh, I so I'm I'm not saying favoritism kicks in; it's a wee bit more complex than that. But uh, I think I, it's obviously Angie's guy, so he's probably got to get the nod. Wait, if if he performs, obviously if he doesn't perform, Greg Taylor's got to come in. We've seen that for Angie's with Ralston Juranovic. Although Juranovic played the majority of the games, Ralston kept the jersey on the back of good performances and got the jersey on merit at times. So I do believe that'll that'll work not just only for well right back and left back. It just only seems to be obviously Callum McGregor, the two centre halves and the keeper that that's mm-hmm. no really comes into the equation. But every other position seems to be a bit open for debate on who who'll start in Andy's mind if you you'll get it on merit. But I believe Bernabe is in there to be first choice left back. I, I believe it will be just simply because it's Angie's Angie's guy. And like you say, the stuff you you read in Argentina that they reckon maybe this World Cup's too soon from, but the next tournament that there's talking maybe being in the Argentine mm. squad. Obviously, that will depend on how he performs at Celtic. But I, I think it, it probably will be the left back. Yeah, I think I take it in Argentina. Talafico still their first choice left back, isn't he? The former oh, Ajax player. Uh, I think he is. I've got to there, Phil. I've got to there. I feel like over the last few years, you know, all I think about is Messi and Aguero and Di Maria. Yeah. And then the back lane and the goalkeeper's usually pretty bony, to be honest. I don't even know. Is Gabriel Hines still play? I don't even know, man. Gabriel Hines and I, come on, you're taking the piss there, Phil. But Bruce FM comes in, uh, Phil, about this, and he says, Greg Taylor's not number one, but Burnaby has what it takes to stake a claim for the jersey band of the season. There was someone else there. As well, in terms of the height of the fence, obviously he's I think he's five foot five. But I mean, there was a big hoo ha when Kyogo first came in from certain That's quarters right, of Scottish right. media about his height, and he proved all the doubters wrong. But is it actually a concern for you if you look at our back four? It's not the biggest, especially in the European competition. If you're starting with Bernabe and Juranovic, Carter Vickers isn't the tallest, and whoever's going to be beside him, if Starfeld doesn't come back from injury soon. That I'm not too concerned about the height. Um, I mean, even last season there was games we were playing against a lot of. Cloggers with big long balls up the park, you know, and we were dealing with it for the most part. So when we're going into European competition, you don't traditionally come up against teams that are all about crossing and high balls and long balls up the park. It'll all be mostly on the ground, especially the Champions League. We're going to be playing some, you know, teams that are just going to well pass it around as we triangles and play the old ticky tacker stuff. Hopefully, we don't get too schooled on it. But uh, yeah, um, I, I I think in Europe, I think we should be okay. It's all going to be about defending with our feet, with mostly with that one. And I think, well, Carl Vickers especially, he's shown that he's definitely good at that. And Starfelt, my feeling on him is he's very good at reactions, but it comes to when he has to dwell on the ball, he can be a bit, a wee bit shaky still. Yeah. But yeah, when it comes to just the ball's coming to him and he's got to clear it quickly, he usually deals with it, not too bad. So. Yeah, I, I'm I'm quite confident at the moment with what we've got for Europe and height. I'd say I wouldn't be too concerned about it at the moment, unless we. I don't know. I can't. What, if, if Sam Allardyce manages somewhere in Europe, we're going to go up against some sort of Brexit <laughs> type team, with a big long ball up the park. I don't know. So yeah, I don't think we'll come against a team like that. I think he's too busy being caretaker manager at number ten at the minute. Big Sam <laughs> is the assistant. But I mean, as well, Franny, you, you look at. I mean the height thing for me I, I don't know I'm a bit on the fence a bit like you sometimes stuck in there with the splinters on I don't know sometimes you need a bit of physical presence back there I know Juranovic can he's good at attacking stuff I mean albeit he had Canton on his back pocket last season Burnaby wasn't tested defensively 
in that game against is it Weiner Victoria or Weiner Victoria, whatever they're called. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I think it's a, the latter one of that. Uh-huh. But coming, like I mean, the, the defense well, no side of things. Stephen, let's not trust you in any. <laughs> Don't bring that back up, please. Please. And how the constancy in the comments bit here, right? I can see I just laugh for about 30 minutes. It was Shakira songs, it was all sorts going on. But I mean you look at it, Franny with Burnaby in would you be confident at the moment what you've seen of him to put him in his first choice ahead of Greg Taylor? I've only seen him on YouTube, so Everybody's a superstar on YouTube, mate. So, I, I would put him in front. I would put him in front of Taylor, but YouTube's a bit, like you said. I made a Baldy was a good player on YouTube, so I can't have no seen him in the flesh yet. But what I've seen him on YouTube, I we've got a superstar. Superstar who likes a headbutt. Maybe that's a good thing with the height. If he's no, yeah, as all the players in the league, so he'll not be able to headbutt them. Oh, aye. <laughs> I think that's a great point there, Phil. Like, I'd be a bit like the Ralph Sinjanovic type scenario when when he when Sinjanovic first come in, kind of playing them off each other, so he does the best. Sinjanovic kind of takes that journey for himself. Ralph well, just improved because of Sinjanovic. We might see something yeah. similar with Taylor. See, I think down the bay is his jersey to lose from the start of the season, but Taylor will still play his part, and I think he will learn a lot from down the bay and get better because of the technical ability. I know Taylor's oh. older, so you think how can a younger guy be teaching older? But it'll be doing the technical ability. They'll learn off each other, and competition's good as well for each right. other. Can I hear too many yeah, good Oh, no, definitely not. No, no chance. And then John comes in. I'll say it again. If you're bringing in a new left back and he's not good enough to ice Greg from that position, then mm-hmm. that's poor business. Back up is fine. And we'll be one improving all those. But I think that's fair enough. Monty agrees with that, John. You're spot on. Mm-hmm. But just to kind of move on to like the, the player side of things, obviously it was a totally different lineup, Phil. Gucci, <laughs> Gucci was in. Bosun Law was in. Urigidi was in. Some of these players for me, like Bosun Law, I thought was good he gave a good account of himself he was strong he was physical he looked quick gucci for me i thought he was probably up there with player of the match man of the match yep he was so good calm on the ball he was effective in his job and he kind of went about a quite like a quite business type player as well mean he doesn't really get noticed but he mm-hmm. came up and he finished captain as well but who stood out for you in that um, well, first of all, on Gucci at one point, because the camera work was quite shoddy, I thought Gucci had actually scored a goal because Kenny's okay. second one, the cameraman zoomed in on Gucci walking back to centre circle. And I was like, oh, the Gucci scored. And then the guys in the Boise bus chat were like, no, it's John, it was uh, Johnny Kenny that scored. I was like, oh, shoddy <laughs> camera work, sack that cameraman. Um, oh, it was terrible. Yeah, oh, dreadful, dreadful. But um, no, I thought he played really, really well. And it's encouraging to see because we've obviously had six months of him not really featuring. Obviously, he got injured early on, but out of all the players we brought in from the Japanese league, especially the ones in January, yeah, you're kind of wondering when's he going to get his chance. And yeah, yeah the early signs were encouraging there. And we're near Beaton now, finally disappearing. Maybe, maybe that is going to be the ready-made replacement, or that is going to be his area when he does play in that sort of deep holding midfielder. Because uh, yeah, it was quite encouraging what I saw from him. So uh, the future's definitely bright, and it, it does give me a bit of encouragement because see the other Japanese guys were all getting games. You know, and you yeah. signed this guy and you're not even playing him. Is there uh, something that we don't know? But no, it's, it's, so hopefully this is a, a, a new dawn for him and he, he really comes on leaps and bounds in the next few months. I think as well, what, what you're seeing of him, he covers the ground really well, doesn't he? I think he, he's quite yeah. deceivingly quick. He, he can play a killer pass. He can get forward and join the attack, which is great to see, Franny. And obviously, I know you didn't see the game and stuff. Like, but <laughs> see, I'm, sure, I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen the lineup. I mean, you're fucking kind of limiting me. What questions I can ask you here? For <laughs> but I'm sure you've seen the lineup. Obviously, and the types of players. Uruguay is, as I say, we're back in. But 
out of that list, although you didn't see them, who would you like to see push on and maybe stake a claim for a place in the first team? Uh, that uh, Boston Wall, because he came with a bit of a reputation in the sense that I think he'd won Academy Player of the Year at Watford before he came in. So yeah. there's also a wee bit about him, like a wee, a wee bit of hype, if you like, about him. So it was good to see him. Um, Irigidi maybe kick on because it could allow you, because I believe when we probably need a centre half, even if Julian stays, I would like another one, one in. But if he can kick on, I would probably be happy with Julian Urigidi and Welsh as, as backup. But I think Julian was one of the ones I was gl- glad to see, and hopefully he does kick on because, like, me and Ross, and I think even while I've said, like, I, I totally rate Julian. I think he's a top, top player for us. And on paper, it just seems the perfect player for us. We can play the passes, he can bring it out for defence. He's, he's a threat in the opposition box for set plays and stuff. So, for me, I just a wee bit of me was happy that the, the Schalke Stephen move fell through, and because uh, I just I, I obviously it's no slant in Starfield because the guy has not really put a foot wrong last season. But for me, I I would love to see if him and uh, Carter Vickers and Julian could actually form some partnership because I think it would, as I say, on paper it just Julian just seems the perfect type of player for us, but for. Obviously, due to engine, there's obviously some other things. It's there is a reason he wasn't getting played to the end of the uh, feature more last season when he was fat. Obviously, we'll get into like critical points. He couldn't really gamble on the centre half partnership, but mm. I, 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 I bet he wants wants to see if he'll hang about and really make stake a claim to try and get that position back because I, I, I do really rate him as a football player. Yeah, maybe take his Instagram account off him. For a month or two to stop posting <laughs> random shit. But I mean, before we go on the the Julian argument, which obviously you mentioned, kids, Julian's come up in everything I've ever seen, and in, in terms of summer of Celtic related stuff. But in terms of other players, Phil, there was Rocco Fada come in, Josh Dini, Bolson Lawwell played. It was who was Matthew? I can't remember his second name, but he played left back in the second half. Do you remember Somebody second Anderson name? came on. So yes, Anderson. Man, yeah. Yes. So like the, the, youth, the youth got me back. That's funny. The youth players and then Urigiri slid it back in the centre half. Mm. In terms of that, like Rocco Father for me, I thought looked really good. He looked really mm. positive. The ball took his goal really well. He didn't fucking flash at it. Much like the opposite of Albinieri, who did not look mm. interested one bit. Mm. That yep. guy didn't look like he could be arsed at all. But other players, who do you think kind of stood out for yourself? Well, on the, the thing that impressed me about Rocco Vata's goal especially is one thing that can be bad. Well, it's a bit of a 50-50 or catch-22. You've got too much time on the ball. Sometimes yeah. that can be a bad thing because you dwell on it. But other times, you know, you've got a long time fight and he composed, you know, running through on goal. He had the whole half to run through, 50 yards of empty space. And you're like, oh, young boy, you know, is he going to fluff his lines here? But no, he finished it really, really well. And yeah, I know about the opposition weren't exactly great. But again, you know, he's in a position, you know, and he's, he's finished it really well. So I thought that was quite, um, you know, good for him. And there's a lot of hype about Rocco Vata. Mm-hmm. Plus his name is also yeah. connected with the club with his dad. Um, there was, again, what Francis said about that, uh, Boston Lawwell, uh, not Lawwell, uh, Peter Lawwell, you know what I mean? <laughs> when we signed him, I was like, oh, wait a minute, this is a bit too close to home, this one. That's what uh, I'm saying, isn't it? That's what I'm saying, isn't no, it? No, 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 not at all. I'm just saying, like, it's always, it's how things like, or something like that. But, yeah, he looks like accomplished as well, you know, composed on the ball. So, 
And there's been a lot of talk from like the B team. I've not seen much of the B team in the last year. I don't catch like the highlights on YouTube, but he seems to be one that does get a lot of praise from like you know media that cover the the Lowland League stuff. So there's definitely a, I think a future for him. And uh, yeah, I think Johnny Kenny as well with the. Aye. I mean, when I saw the lineup, I saw Kenny up front. I was getting you know the whole flashbacks. I was like, Kenny. I was like, can it be? No, no, it's only Johnny no. Kenny. But not fair play to the lad, you know, getting two goals and obviously I I enjoyed the memes and the jokes about Julian stealing the third one off him. But um... oh, that was shocking, wasn't it? I was shocking. Like it was quite funny, but um, yeah, it's uh, he looked pretty good in terms of like sharpness in front of goals. So yeah, the future looks bright. There definitely is players there because one of the things that's really up to me is how many youth players we've been losing in the last few years. Yeah. And it's not Celtic's fault. It's not necessarily Celtic's fault. The SPFL have not got a decent structure. This B team playing in the Lowland League, it's, it's something, but it's not great. I mean, with Ben Doak, who left, he's going down to play for Liverpool, essentially Liverpool's reserves. But if he's playing yeah. for their reserves, he's playing against professionals still. But in the yeah, B team, exactly. and I'm having saying that if the Celtic Rangers or Hearts B teams were to win that league, they don't get promoted into the... Uh, they say, I, they I stay, they stay, they so there's, there's nothing on the line, there's no consequence. So, how can a player uh, yeah. stay motivated from that? So, these things are one of the main contributors to why we are losing so many youth players. So, hopefully, there's a path for these guys to get and get a chance from time to time this season. It'd be really good to see. Yeah, I mean, regardless of what people think about it, I think sacking off the reserve league was a mistake by the, mm. the SPFL. Mm. At least it keeps it within the clubs and they can play against each other. Then they can move up and progress. I don't know if there's a, like a rule in the B League or the Lowland League five games you can't play or whatever. I just think it's yeah. stupid. And as you said, the level of opposition, Phil, it's, I mean, no disrespect. It's, it's shocking. It's probably the same as last night or the other night against Winner Victoria. Like, but I mean, coming to your, your, okay, yourself, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Now, this is this is a debate. Obviously, people are, are, are speaking about a lot of at the minute. Starfeld's injured. Uh, Postecoglou confirmed it could be literally until the start of the season before he kicks a ball. If so, Julian, Julian Zerugidi, Lawell's in. No, thanks for correcting me, Phil. I think I will send Lawell to be fair. Like, but well, generally, what's the got... to you? It's just I'm trying to take myself. I'm with Lawell, Lawell. You know, no, no, really, what's the <laughs> but with obviously the, the types of players we have at the minute, obviously another centre back can be signed. But going into a game, who would you start with beside Carter Figures at the moment? Uh, I'd, I'd go Julian all day long, all day long, mate. I, like, I, I really do think the guy as as a player, and I when you think obviously it'd be him, Wawal, Irigidi, or Welsh. Welsh has never really let us down, but I'm just not sure if he's. Go to make that final step. Oh, that's down to could be like another featured Watts last season. But I, for me, I would, I would go with Julian. Just experience as well. He's he's twenty nine year old, thirty maybe now, but he's got plenty of experience behind him. Clearly, he has got a bit of reputation around Europe because he, he's not really kicked a ball for us in eighteen months and. Teams like Schalke are having a look at him and that. So I don't believe Schalke will be the only team sniffing about him. But there might be other teams round about. So whether he, he, he hangs around or not, it's a different different argument. No, totally agree. Not. Who's going to model the jerseys then? <laughs> I mean, yeah, to be fair. But the players we are signing, we're hardly signing an ugly player now. So we are covered, but uh, nah, I, would, I would have to go with Julian, mate. I, just, I, I, really, I liked him when he came in. It, it did impress me then. To think he obviously got injured in a dead rubber game, essentially. 
and yeah. putting his body in the line because I think we were up to a three nothing against Dundee United at that day, and mm. he put his body in the line and just really turned it was really unlucky. Just started done his knee in, but yeah. I I I just want it to work out for the guy at Celtic, but I don't I don't know. It's there seems to be something there that he may. I, I'm not too sure by the end of the window if he still will be there to be honest with you, but. I think as well, I mean, a lot of people are divided. I think this is a great point. Ben Davis plays uh, Julian's attitude is stinking. Again, that's outside what we see in, in terms of what he's posting and things have been yeah. shared, things have been said about him by certain people. He was close to Caramel Golden Belly, who's left up under a cloud, who, who came out and said Apostle Coldly didn't like the way he played, not Julian himself, Dan Belly I'm talking about there. But again, that's just perception, isn't it, Phil? We don't know what is actually going on behind the scenes. We're not ITK, as you and Russell always say. <laughs> yeah. We're not in the no accounts or anything at all like that. Do you know what I mean? So we're, it's impossible to know. But in my opinion, my biggest fear with Julian is, is the style of play that Alan Postacoglu plays. I've said this in a previous podcast. I don't think he's quick enough on the turn where mm-hmm. Starfelt for me is. He's got great recovery speed. Yeah. Starfelt's a great reactive defender, that. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Julian is technically good in the ball. He can p- spray a pass. That, that's no problem to him. Mm-hmm. But it's that other side of the game that Postacoglu thinks looking at because he can work on that with Starfelt in terms of his passing, his movement, where to be in the pitch, where Julian Demi does is a wee bit too slow, but Shane Dusky, Shane Dusky, Shane Duffy-esque yeah. and that kind of side of things in terms of going back the way, I don't think that would suit him. But get into a final game, this is obviously as hypothetical, you've got Urigidi, you've got Welsh, you've got Lawell, and then you've yeah. got Julian. Personally, me, I prefer one Urigidi. I think Urigidi came up yeah. well in the game against uh, Winner Victoria. He looked quick, he looked composed, he looked like he could take a touch. When we first got him, he, his touch was mm-hmm. terrible. But That's Hank true. Belgium and, and that league shaped him well because Jack Henry went there and was player of the yeah. player of the season in the Belgian <laughs> league. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> I don't know what that says about the standard, like. But I think he has improved uh-huh. as a player. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just me clouding my thinking over Julian. But I do believe he'll be he'll be going out of Celtic Park. But what do you think? Julian is such a conundrum because I agree with what Francis is saying. Where if he's there. And if he's if he wants to stay and really fight for the jersey, if it's because you know, there's stories a couple of weeks ago that he wants to, you know, it was the way it was worded that made it sound like he was being really, you know, digging his heels in and you know being really petulant. But if he genuinely is determined to stay and fight for the jersey, then I would go for Julian. But I totally take your point, Stephen, about there is issues with how Ange wants to play. Ange is all about intensity and you know quick pace, closing people down. Can Julian do that that well? As you say, there is definitely pace issues. And this goes back to even before the injury. I felt that even in his first season with Neil Lennon, there was a couple of times where mm-hmm. long balls over the top, you know, were catching him yep. out and stuff like that. Now, no doubt about it, though, because one thing we are terrible at is set pieces where uh, we've attacking. When was the last time we scored off a corner? It's uh-huh. a very rare occurrence. But under Julian, you know, he's good at a set piece, a free kick around the area, a corner kick. He's good at getting the end of it because of his height. So the thing I would want to avoid, though, with Julian, let's say we don't sell him, let's say we can't get a suitor for him, and he stays, and we have a, a defensive crisis. I think back to Bobo Baldi in 2008, where Gordon Strachan completely alienated him, yeah. and mm. it got to a point where, could you imagine Ange having to sit down with him and be like, ah, so listen, mate, I know I've not really used you that much this season, but uh, <laughs> I, I kind of need you to play, and this is a away trip to Livingston. We're coming up midweek or something, and it's like, you don't want the club to be in that position, because but the thing with the Bo Baldi one, because that did happen in 2007, where he did play like one game at Tannadice, and he actually was really professional about it, despite, you know, sitting in the stands there on the note 30 grand a week. Julian, going by what he's done on Instagram, because this is obviously, you know, modern day compared to back then, yeah. we didn't have social media, so we didn't really have an insight to how Bo Baldi was fielding. Julian's attitude kind of makes me think he might 
be a bit more petulant, you know, even if he was to play. But I would like to hope that situation never, ever arises. But if he's genuinely determined to fight for the jersey and stay, if it's if it happens and we can make it work, then I'm for it. But yeah, there is definitely deficiencies in his game that can go against him. Hundred percent agree with that one as well. But is that is that you saying if Starfeld's out, he would be your partnership with Carter Vickers? Uh, yeah, I would. I would first day if we if Starfeld is still injured and Julian's played the full preseason, because uh, I get a feeling he will play uh, most of the games. I get a funny feeling uh-huh. we're, we're covering up because the transfer window closes at the end of August, so it uh-huh. might be a case of look, we'll keep him around and try to get him a move for the end of August, but for the time being. We need them for now. That might be the best, of, like the happy medium in all of this. Uh, uh, maybe it's a wee win Just keep them in the preseason. Keep them out there yeah. for folk to see. But yeah. if it doesn't happen, just mind, keep them fit and keep them happy, so to speak. Oh, totally. I, I think as well, it kind of plays into that old saying when you play yourself into the transfer market, isn't it? For Aye. clubs to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Effectively what you're saying, Franny, to be honest. Like, yeah. but I mean, I do want to say... As much as I love doing that, like... If Starfield's fat, it's it's not an option for me. Starfield and Carter Vickers, you yeah. can't spot that defensive. You can't. No, they were brilliant together. Like, and I just yeah. want to say thanks to everyone watching along. I mean, we've got a healthy audience at the minute. Bruce FM, a Gibson King, Brian Moore, still in. Alistair Jackson, McGrandas in. He's enjoying yeah. some retro games of himself for himself on YouTube. Nineteen sixty-five Cup final. We weren't born yet, but it was fantastic, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. But I mean, like you look at it as well, Phil. You brought it up in terms of the game, we'll kind of round it off with the game as, as well here. Mm. The relentless attitude, the pressing that was seen mm. from the start, even the young kids banned into it, Rocco Father, Johnny Kenny was doing it. It was, and you heard them from the sidelines shouting instructions yeah. all the time, which was fantastic to hear as well. Mm. And another thing, I think Harry Kuehl's added a different dimension. It was great to hear Postacoglu speak about him, the next to freshen yeah. things up, a new face for players to come into, kind of buy into again instead of same old, same old. But in terms of the game, they rounded off. The pressing was there, the intensity. It was just plain to see, wasn't it? There was no kind of ulterior motive, no other game plan. It was just that. Yeah, as essentially, it was just a, a start you mean to continue. So if some of these boys are going to feature during this preseason and maybe even going into the season. I think there's now talk as well that the B team are going to be training with the first team at Lennox Town. I think it was a story. Yeah, that would be week. good. So that's probably also part of the thinking as well. But it's like, well, if these boys do come up into the first team at some point, during the season, they're going to have to be briefed on how we train and how we play. Maybe that's also part of why Steve McManus is going down to work closely ah, with them. Fast. That's got to be mm-hmm. part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it was really, really good to see. I so said, there's one glaring person, I think one of your talking points later is talking about uh, who's been a bit of a flop, but there's one one glaring <laughs> name from the other night that uh, definitely didn't show uh-huh. the attitude that I think Tanj was looking for, because as easy as the other night was, it was a total training exercise. One thing he will have been concentrating on was attitude. And uh, yeah... Mr. Ajeti oh. did not look interested at all, but I'm sure we'll get on that later. Once you've got to talk about <laughs> stuff like that, Ajeti almost felt like he was forced to play. It was, it was like he does. Yeah. There, he had three chances where he could have finished that ball easily, and he just fluffed them. Mm-hmm. He, he yep. didn't give a shit. Yep. He just yep. turned back and walked away. It was, it was horrible to see. Like it was, it was. <laughs> but I mean, Franny, like Phil said, in terms of the game plan. As Postacoglu, he's stepping up game by game for the Champions League. We're rolling into it, aren't we? Like, group stage, here we come. It was great to see. Like, <laughs> I thought it's, like I said, it's the whole, uh, like, 7-0, a relentless performance, just put a team to bed, showed the team respect by turning them over, essentially. It was not, not this, as much as it's a training exercise, but they treated it professionally. And, uh, like Phil said, it's, I think, 
games like this where the opposition aren't up to much. Cause I think apart, I think just off the top of my head, like our preseason games, we've not really played any top, top, top teams. Yeah, we've got Blackburn and maybe Norwich in there, but like we're not playing any like glamorous ties like Premiership teams and things like that. So I think it's all about attitude and getting. <laughs> uh, I think it's all about just just really seeing the players' attitude. I think that's what Andrew's maybe try to get try to get out to see who he can rely on from maybe the the sort of a, the lesser fancied players that he might need to call on five or six times during the season just say, well, I know I can trust him. We played against an absolute horrendous team, <laughs> a boring nothing game hmm. that going up to Ross County, going up to, or going to Livingston where it's, well, Livingston's always packed with their fans, so it's probably a poor comparison, but some of the grounds you'll go to maybe midweek where it's ball set, weather horrendous, hardly any fans, so he's maybe just trying to use his sort of attitude for the players and things like that, so I think it, it's, it's all positive now. It's just the only thing we say we moan about is a cat, Stephen. So it goes back to that. If, if that's what we're moaning about, roll on. Roll yeah. on. 100 like, yeah. I think another another thing as well, there, a thing that's come in saying that at least Big Tom, I think it was Ian McIntosh, at least Big Tom won't be centre half this season going into the oh. Champions League. And that was actually confirmed because he signed for his new club. Was it Maccabi Haifa <laughs> in Israel? Is that his so, for that? Because I can when his team was after him, eh? Oh, ah, he's he's oh, signing all sorts. He's like, Harry Redman, I'm after using him. Brandon Barker as well. He's he's a brand of him. Like, but, <laughs> hi, man, ahead. Like, he signed it for his luscious hair, didn't he? That's what he signed, right. Brandon Barker. I'm not slagging anybody's here. I've got to come over on his team, so I'm not saying anything. But, Phil, you brought up a great point. I'll start with Franny, though, with this one. I asked you, obviously, for this transfer window, pick a player each who you thought underachieved in Celtic, whether developed from the youth team up or a transfer brought in. Who did you go with, Franny? I mean, there was a whole list to choose from. I, me, personally, I'm struggling. Still am. Like, so, <laughs> what did you go with? I've, I've had to just go with Barkas, mate. I know we were on... We oh, really no. were determined from a work. We, we clung on and clung on even... Like didn't matter how many clangers we made every week, we we still stuck by him, Stephen. But this guy, five million, that's how that arguably will go down as Celtic's worst ever signing. So I just I don't know how it can be anybody but Barkast, mate. Sorry, sorry, I know. Sold myself to the devil. <laughs> that to me, that, that's that's a lazy one. Like, come on here, you didn't how? think hard for that. <laughs> how could it be anybody else? I'm only waiting up now. I mean, <laughs> I was thinking, do you remember back to like Henri Camara when he came in to be the replacement yeah. for He was alone, for man. He was alone saying. Aye, but even at that, Janino, the Brazilian, even though he had a couple of great games game. against against Rangers and things like Lundberg that, he didn't quite well, make the hype. Lundberg, even like some younger players coming in, Oliver Capo, he was had great hype about him, didn't make it. Islam Farouz, Carmo going to belly could be through in that mix now because he's fluffed it and went to France, but. Phil, before I kind of give my one, what did you go with? Well, my one, I think I mentioned earlier on, I just think that in modern day Celtic, especially Albion as yet, he's just been so, so right. bad. Um, and I say that on night, just proved it, where he just doesn't doesn't care. So we're not privy to what's going on behind the scenes at the club in Lennox Town. And I mean, for the guy himself, he's kind of stuck in limbo. But it's like, well, you're here. I mean, look at Julian, at least. I, I know, I say it's a bit of a laugh when pushing Johnny Kenny out the way, but... 
you know, at least he was committed and he was going for it. You know, at least he was trying. If he if he's trying to do it for his own benefit to put himself in the shop window, then at least he's doing that. If you want to get a move away, and nobody's going to buy you on the back of that. Um, but yeah, that that one stood out for me, and I'm just like, I, I just feel like, how are we going to solve a problem with this guy? We just have to rip up his contract and get rid of him. I I don't even know. Don't even know where uh-huh. to go with that one at all. Barkas is a good shout though as well. To be fair, it's not. Yeah, he started flying as well, didn't he? Mm. He did, he did, he did, he six, did yeah. Six, seven goals in his first half a dozen games or something. So weird, man. And then got injured, which has been mostly the story of his career at uh, Celtic, and then came back and just was nowhere. Uh, by the way, there's a shout. There is a shout. Do we? Of course. 45 I... minutes of wonder. Oof, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, that was I think there, there's a long list. I mean, uh, the clear winner in the chat at the minute, Shiite, or Shite, as we have a grand like to call him. I don't remember much of him, that but what I do believe... What's his name? Aye, Shite. Aye. What was Shite? Because he was... Aye, sh- well, yeah, all right. No worries. And then no, no, Mandy comes serious. in. I'm not taking the piss. That was his actual aye. name. That's how you pronounce it. was bad as well. Aye, Berichter. By the way, he just came in and, like, died or something, man. It, like, can't oh. Twenty he minutes against Ross County in his debut were a great twenty minutes. Then after that, it was just <laughs> awful. He scored like fifteen goals in the Eredivisie the season before, didn't he? Coming from Ajax, and then three, three and a half months. Well. Aye, he does. He does things. When Ronnie took over, do you remember when Ronnie took over? He got a wee brief reprieve at the start of the season. Yes, and then ah, he dived against St Johnston scandalously. He won a penalty and got a ban for the. The uh, compliance officer, yeah. and after that, he never played for the club again. But he had a wee <laughs> good start in pre season and then took a dive against St Johnston. And uh, Ronnie Dyla wasn't having that at all, but off you uh, pop. <laughs> I, I just went for something. help yourself because did they know, like, after the left, say I just hung about because it was a decent mm. cash in that? Aye, he did. He was on like what 20 grand a week. He was one of the highest paid oh, players. I, when ah, I give him like, a decent bit of coin, like oh, madman. Like, he, lo- he loved his modeling. Every picture he put up was him modeling something. But I mean, <laughs> I, I went for something that's kind of come up recently, and it's the Celtic Masters team. And there was a player that was in it, and I was like, oh. What the fuck is he doing there? Carton Cole. I'm going for Carton Cole. He's in, he's yeah. playing tonight. Celtic Masters are playing tonight. I seen Rangers Masters were pumped set six two by Liverpool, so oh. I think we're playing Manchester United tonight. But however, Carton Cole managed his way to get in the Celtic Masters team with Petrov, with McNamara, with Danley. You're like, <laughs> what is going on with us, world? But he, he was atrocious. I think it was like seven or something. Babes. But he blamed for it. Couldn't have played many. No, he he blamed for the games. I know he scored wow. off his knee up in Inverness, didn't he? He did, he did, aye. Uh, one of the best goals you'll ever see. Uh, it was him and Kazim Richards, wasn't it? We signed yes, Kazim Richards! Remember Kazim Richards? Big Z. Big Z. Jeez. We get beat off our Rangers in that semi. Oh, he did, aye, aye. But remember we lost that semi-final and then that night, obviously everyone's down in the dumps and he just tweeted a picture of himself training at the game and just put hashtag Big Z. It was like uh, you prick. <laughs> he he was the he's the original Julian with all them posts and like, aren't they? Uh, he's uh, the, the original Julian, like hashtag and everything, fucking uh, all that crap. I mean, but Cart- the guy the guy was Zlatan Ibrahimovic with the ability. He just he was uh, that oh. type of character. He just fair play. I mean, he backed this old bit. He backed himself, but he was <laughs> fucking awful. He was fucking <laughs> shit. Like he he ended up with Derby. He's playing at Derby last season for Wayne Rooney. Last season, aye. so he's aye. still kicking about, aye. like. But I mean, I Carton Cole for me. I, they made a song aye. about him, and I seen, I seen an interview he did there recently, 
with um, Sky Sports blaming all his kind of failure in Ronnie Daly, obviously. The manager didn't agree with him. All this place, but he was fucking awful. And I'm going to move on here to some transfer rumor that's kind of appeared today. The chat's mm-hmm. going mental for it, but we'll talk about it, Phil. I think it's only right we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Henrik Larson's son, Jordan Larson, freed from his contract from Spartak Moscow. Looked like he was signing for a club. I think it's fell through. I think it was AIK. They were informed first. Yeah. That's fell through. The Sky Sports guy, Anthony Joseph, who is quite reliable, said that Jordan Larson has been in contact with a number of clubs of in Europe, including Celtic and Nottingham Forest, etc., etc. What are we thinking? Is it high hopes? Um, well, from fan point of view, we've all got high hopes. I 100% would be all over it, and it's nothing to do with the fact that his dad was like the greatest player we've probably ever seen playing for the hoops. The boy, in his own right, is a good player. He's got yep. the track record to prove it. A few years ago, when he signed for Spartak Moscow, keep in mind the Russian league is significantly better than the Scottish Premiership. He finished like the third top scorer that season, like 15 or 16 goals. And it's like, well, see if we wanted to buy him, just if he wasn't a contract, a player scoring that many goals in the Russian Premier League would probably cost upwards of 15 million, 20 million. And it's like, this guy is now a freebie. He's got caps for the Sweden national team. So it's like, he's he is a risk-free move. It's a marketing... It's an own goal oh. if we don't go for it. The marketing mm. alone is like you've got to go for it. You know, we will we'll make absolute bank on it with the shirts that we sell, with the name on the back. Celtic fans thinking about getting Larson on the back of their shirt again. It's it's a dream. And yeah, I if, if it can be done, then I'd be all over it if I was Celtic. No hesitation. I think as well, I mean, <clears throat> I'm looking at this tweet and John's come up with it here, Phil. And the last hour, Sky Sports Journalist has confirmed he's been in talks with his reps and Celtic are in talks. But you have to kind of take that into context, Ronnie. They've con- his reps have contacted a lot of clubs in Europe and a lot of clubs maybe be replying back. Celtic are one of them. And he-, he also says there's Bundesliga and Serie A clubs. Milan and Florentina. He's fucking found us. <laughs> but, uh, as, as Phil said, it's a, a, even the, the move, I know people are kind of playing on an emotional standpoint because of Henrik and the King and stuff like that, but Bring them back to paradise. Bring them both back because he'll be there with them as well. I think it's a it's a free risk. Why fucking not? Oh, We're champions. Get it done. Hundred percent. It's a free risk because, like the shirt sales, shirt sales alone will make will will pay oh. back whatever signing on for your contract you give them at least for that season. The first season, mm. you'll make the whatever outlay you have for them at least for the first season back. No problem because everybody will want Larson on the back of their jersey again. Mm. So, for that point of view, it's great. I mean, I is a good. I'm not quite professional a lot, but you, but I did. You do follow him simply because he's he's the mm-hmm. king's son. It's it's. You just felt obliged that you had to have a level of interest in the boy's career. Just because mm-hmm. I think a bit you grown up, obviously, your age last is probably is is probably the best player I've seen at Celtic. So my my word eleven. Say, I know, yeah. That's right, yes. Yeah. The controversial world of living. Fucking ruined it. Fucking ruined it. So, when his, his, his boy starts playing football, makes it professional, starts making a, a, a decent enough career for himself, there's always that we, like you said, Stephen, the emotional bit pulls you. It's like, I wonder, one day, could it happen? Could it happen? Then it's almost a bit, not like, Brendan Rod- but the stars kind of aligned for Brendan or Rod- Brendan Rogers to come to Celtic. He needed a route into football. Maybe just as one of them, the, the stars. And aligned, but- his son played a pre-season game for Celtic. Sweet. I, by the way, did I? Yeah. Did I? <laughs> uh, but 
it was not a move I really thought about, and I was I was obviously I I would say it would it would get a lot of time in the bank. He would get a lot of credit in the bank because of who he is. Like he could mm-hmm. do a John Hartson go 10, 12 games of foot scoring, and nobody would bat an eyelid. It would will give him time. It's last and son. If it doesn't work out, I've nobody I think would ever be on his back as well. It would always be. Oh, we really wish it would have worked out, and like we'd all wish him well if he, after a season or eighteen months, just it, it just never worked out. I don't think anybody would be like, oh, it was a mistake. It would just be, oh, at least we tried. We we tried to give him a chance, but I was I was kind of on the fence, and then I think it was a uh, voices. I think it was him and him and Jonathan on the Monday Club. Like I actually messaged Russell on the back it as well, and I was like. I was kind of on the fence, and you mentioned, could you imagine just standing on the step? I think he said standing on the steps, Larson one side, Poster Coglu the other side, and, and uh, Jordan in the middle holding the jersey. I was like, nah, sign him up, sign him up. Just <laughs> from that, look, just for that picture, sign him up. It was very oh. in his grey suit idea as well. It had to be Henrik in a grey suit. Had to oh, be. I said, fella, like... just I messaged him on the back. It was like I was on the fence until you mentioned that. <laughs> so you put that scenario on me. I was like. I was wanted, but no, you look, he has got a good a good scoring record, and I think it's it's one in three and things like that. He can play sort of anywhere across the front three. So on paper, it would fit into the system on paper, yep. but we've all said that Anne's kind of goes for characters, but I believe it would be the right character for Celtic because he's he does a, a decent enough block and would be like you're not taking the pass with Celtic at the end of the day. It would be, mm-hmm. you need to have the attitude for this to work here and, and you will have the right attitude, but it's whether, it's it's obviously, it's easy to say, it's whether Ange wants it to happen or not. I don't think Ange is going to sign guys on, on sentiment and just yeah. cause nah. of who they, who they are essentially, but mm-hmm. I, I I want it to happen just because it's Larson. Eh? Yeah. It's one of them. I, th- I think it's as well, like the Celtic, the Celtic's the Celtic for He's just taken over with it. Uh, you can tell by your face how happy you are to get the switch up. <laughs> I think the Celtic, the, the admin for Twitter, would have a field day announcing this as well. But oh, I think as well, Phil, the move was talked about before he actually moved to Spartak Moscow. I think it was briefly when he was moving from Helensburg, wasn't it? He moved over there too. So, I mean, it has been talked about. But Robert Davy comes up with a great point here, and I'm going to put you on the spot. If, hypothetically, the Prince of Prince, as people are calling him now, so we'll, we'll give him that title, <laughs> Robert Davy's asking. Who's, who would he displace? I'm so glad you brought that comment up because I clocked that one and I had <laughs> I was going to, when you came in, I was going to say, I saw a comment fly past, but <laughs> my feeling is this, right? You, it is, it's, I've heard uh, Anthony Haggart say this on another podcast about you can't have too many good players. Take you back to a time, Russell, I preached me to mention them, Martin O'Neill, sound the Martin O'Neill class. <laughs> we had at <laughs> one <laughs> time <laughs> Larson, Sutton and Hartson all together. Correct. It was a very famous image where we played against uh, Leon in a Champions League game, and all three of them are standing over the ball in the centre circle. And it's like, oh my God, all three of them at the same time. It's like, we, we can find a way to get Larson in there. And um, yeah, we'll look at it this way. Let's say Kyogo gets injured, and then Jack and Marcus had a bit of a... Well, both of them had an injury. I checked out the season last season, injury. And then what we've turned into, Albin Ajeti, who we can't um, hunt. You've got, uh-huh. you know, Jordan Larson would be fantastic. And see, he has played... Wide left and wide right as well for Spartak Moscow, so he can play across the whole. Thing. He's versatile. He's versatile. Yeah, he's versatile. He is, but no, I think if we, I don't think you need to worry about who's going to displace. Um, because I say when you've got that many good players on your books, 
it's a it's it's, it's a win win for everybody. So I think it's because uh, Kyogo's shown as well that he can play it wide. People keep thinking that he yeah. can't, but I think it was myself and Russell talked about. There was a game we played against Hearts at the start of last season in the League Cup, and Edward started through the middle and Kyogo was out wide. And most fans still say that was one of the best performances we had that last season. We were unbelievable, and that was Kyogo playing it wide. After that yeah. game, at Ibrox, most people think, "Oh no, we can't play Kyogo at wide." But he's shown he can do it. Maeda is versatile as well. We can go middle and out wide. So I kind of like that idea where the only guy out of all our forwards that's basically this is his one position is uh, Jackamakis. But everyone yeah. else is you can kind of move around. I like that. And I think Larson would fit in perfectly with that one. No doubt about it. I think Patrick McLaughlin has your your stat hat on here, Phil. Henrik has scored 80 goals in 250 games for you saying, and Jordan has scored 75 in 250. That's a, I think it's what you said, one and three, Franny. And if you look at it as well, I mean, obviously, we could go on all night speaking about the emotional <laughs> side of it and what Sally could do and blah, blah, blah. But like people are mentioning in the comments, it's a free transfer, headache-free, probably small small wages you're talking here. He's not going to be asking for the word. He was a Spartak and things like that. But you're looking at this from an angle. He can play across the front free. He can come in for Jada, come in for Kyogo, come in for anybody, really. Banging in something forward. And I don't know if they'd be in good graces, but they're fairly making a name for themselves again. I would, it would tell. I mean, I'm, I'm probably guilty of turning a blind eye to some of the the board stuff when they're having a sort of a success in the back and and how they're having when things are going well. So, I'm a wee bit turn, ignorantly turn a blind eye, and this would just, for me anyway, if the the Brung and Jordan Larson, it was a bit of success. It would be one of the ones. I'm not going as far as to say they would they could bring in a Bernard Tiggins and I would I wouldn't batter, but. They would probably get a wee bit of grace for someone like myself, some more educated folk that know more about the board. Would maybe like, or they know, they know the the mindset of the board and know what they're doing here. They're trying, they're trying to keep guys like me off their case, and I'm falling hook, line, and sinker for it. But I think for the board's point of view, it's as it, it's a great move for them. Uh, it would buy them with a, a big portion of the fans. It would. It would buy them a bit of grace time and things like that, and give them a bit of sort of a, like clout and and things like that. So, uh, it's like I didn't know this. Wait, you've you've, you've just caught me off guard, Stephen, because I just I thought this was a bit like well, Paddy Robertson with the fans. It felt like the fans got Celtic to go back and get him in loan, and that's what I'd seen on Twitter and stuff. I think it was that Ekran, someone like is. Mm. I've seen a lot of things that. Celtic players have been linked to coming for him, and I don't think anyone's came through. So when he, I think tweeted, he does. He, he he's sitting in the house, has a cape, he's done. Uh so when he tweeted that, I thought, ah, there's there's, there's nothing in it. Then when you're telling me Sky Sports, Sky Sports, I'm not saying they're the most relevant, but they don't tend to to say anything without any sort of sort of say anything behind it. So I have caught my wee bit off guard, Stephen. Now I'm just. I'm going to be up there all night hoping you know, I grew up with Henrik, man. Grew up with him, man. So it's it's his lad it's, it's returning. I've already mm. got him signed. I've got him signed. I <laughs> <laughs> love it, man. <laughs> Kaiser's come in. I'm still pursuing official lines in Jordan. I think as well, like, mm. again, it's a no-brainer, right? In the transfer window, if a guy like that becomes available, the connection he has with Celtic with his dad, it's going to be talked about. People are going to tweet it. As you said, that fella from the Portuguese 
journalist, whatever he's called, Akran or whatever, he's an absolute tool bag. Like he he gets nothing right at all when he <laughs> when he tweets. I, I've no I've noticed they he, like piggybacks off like tweets from two years ago. But I told you so. I told you so. <laughs> but he talks absolute shit. But like moving on, right? Jordan Larson's in the back burner now. We spoke about that. The comments are going mad. Get him signed. We can't spend all night talking about him. We'll move on to the next the next preseason game. The game fell against Rapid Vienna. We've had some scrapes of them before in Europe and stuff, and a few a few tasty games like. But preseason, are you expecting possibly a stronger lineup tomorrow? I think it'll be a stronger lineup, but not significantly. It's just all about again attitudes and fitness and stuff like that. So, yeah, he won't. Um, it won't be too heavy on the B team, but I think some guys will still retain their place. I could see guys like maybe Lawell still staying in the the starting lineup, maybe even Kenny as well. Uh, he could yep. get a start as well. Uh, maybe Seagrass should get a start. I mean, Seagrass got that half there. And I think we'll probably do something similar where most of the guys that are on the bench will all come on at half time anyway. But um, yeah, I could definitely see us going for a wee bit more of a stronger lineup on that because yeah, that opposition the other night were just. Uh, they weren't really much at all, man. They really weren't. Um, but yeah, there's a few players, I think, as well, like um, like Mikey Johnston, for instance, and James Forrest. Obviously, they got a start. Um, Johnston, I've never been massively keen on. I'm one of the ones that, like, uh, I, I just don't see, see why it. you're speaking about yeah. that, right? Yeah. Why we side topic for us to t- chat about here because I'm quite yeah. enjoying the chat. Like, it's, it's good. Like, Mikey Johnston, it seems like every preseason this fella is staking the claim for his place and he. He breaks down. This has to be for me his final chance. I thought he'd be packed out the door in January for a little move and then possibly one of them options to buy for like Hibs or Dundee or something. But he's still here. For me, and against that team, he didn't look good. He got a goal for playing him. But as I said, he wasn't in the same wavelength as Burnaby and the rest of his teammates. I think he's a bit slow and laboured. But Phil, like you were going to say, what I'm not keen on him no more. I, I was a big fan of him. But as, as years, literally years have went by, it's just time to probably just let go of him. Yeah, there was those heavy days of August 2019 where he was actually quite good, and then it's just it's not been the same ever since. Where he had the assist against Rangers when he beat them 2 0 at Ibrooks, the great ball through Edward, and he made it 1 0. And there was a game we played against a, a qualifier against it was like Sarajevo or something, and he scored an Yeah, he banged one in. Yep. But for that, like July, August 2019, at the start of that season, he was good. But I think, see, the League Cup final they played that year where we absolutely shithoused it against Rangers and beat them uh, 1-0. Remember, he missed an absolute sitter. Ah, see if that had gone in. I think a lot of people's perception of Johnson would be a lot better because he would be like a made man for scoring in that final. I genuinely do because I can remember being Mm. at Hamden that day and he threw one-on-one. I'm actually grabbing my mate next to me because I'm thinking he's going to score here. And then he slipped at the last second to put it by the post. I'm like, see if that had just gone in. I guarantee he'd be be viewed in a different light these days. We small margins like that. But no, I'm the same with you, Stephen. I think he, he, he's got to go. I, I just don't see him, especially now with guys like Jota, Maida, Abada, yep. even Forrest I would still have ahead of him because, you know, he's, he's been around for so long now. And he's done father. So I'd have father ahead of him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, so it's just like, I, I just don't see where Johnson's going to really break in. So it could be this window or this this uh, pre-season. Maybe he's doing a similar thing. Maybe it's a, a try to get him in the shop window, get him a few games. Maybe people will see him yep. and think, I'll take a chance on him, maybe. I mean, Monty comes in friendly with a great point. He needs to go out and loan and play Bradley for 90 minutes. And clubs, I mean, you look at Hibs, they've signed a few cracking players. Mikkelsen and Ch- Xavi Ta- Tavares from the Bavica B team, where Jada came from. He looks an absolute bother too. So, I mean, in terms of Aberdeen, maybe players like that, Open Hill, Broomhill, whatever you want to call them, Open Hill, <laughs> maybe they'll sign him. They got Kirk Broadfoot today, but... 
what what would be your solution for Mikey Johnson? I suppose that ideal world, it would be a success at Celtic because then that means Celtic have been successful and if one of your own homegrown players are coming through, there's, no, there's nothing better. But um, I'm, I'm firm with you, I think, for me, this the ship sailed. I mean, it has it has been unfortunate. I think Paul makes a great point. If if that goal goes in, hmm. a lot of fans give him more time, but he also could kick on for that as well. It gives him hmm. tons of confidence. And uh, but it's, I don't think he was helped out with Lent. Was it against St Johnston? Remember when he came on? Probably. That, I mean, that's yeah. his. That's his. All at the end of the day, that comment. That you mm. could end the conversation on that, and it's you. You probably wouldn't have much arguments against it, but I think it was against Saint John, like away to Saint Johnston, where he mm. came on. I think he was just back for injury, and then how publicly when Lennon just helped to fuck off or something. Like that, I don't uh, think yeah. that's helped the laddie at all. No. So, I, I just for me, I don't see a future at Celtic for Johnson. Whether he can do a Ryan Christie and go out along because. What is Johnson? It's still sort of feeling like 24, 25, isn't it? It's no... He's 32. Hit him a tantrum. He's like Jesse Lingard. <laughs> Jesse Lingard had potential forever. He's like 30 years old. Uh, Lingard's just, potential. I just feel like... Cause, well, Christy was obviously slightly younger, like 23, 24 when it to Aberdeen or something, but there maybe is a chance that he could could go. But I think I think for me, for Celtic, I think I think the ship sailed from Even if he did... I'm just totally about to contradict myself, which is no shot. But if you're <laughs> going out and loan at 25, 26, you're not really Game coming over. back to the. Ah, it's, there's a reason if you're in your mid 20s and you're going out and loan. Effectively, you, probably, you should probably sign for Chelsea. They loan all their fucking friends players out for a year. Get them to there. Like, but I mean, in the comments, there, there is a wee bit of divide. Kevin Fourteen said that he's still talented and we need him for homegrown stats. It's there's, mad there's to no think. Ta- like, you didn't play for a club at Celtic without talent at the end of the day. Exactly. It's just he's not showing it enough. And you've got to drop yeah. Jota and Maeda and Abada for Mikey Johnson. And Forrest, you're, you're not going to do it. It's, yeah. That's not a slant on the guy. It's it's just one of the things. I mean, I don't know if Kaiser has a bit of wordplay here, but endless potential is so endless he never achieves it. Endless <laughs> else, it. But we'll we'll kind of leave that Mickey Johnson chat <laughs> and we'll move on obviously to what we were going to say there, Phil, before you brought the, the fellow up. But if you could for tomorrow, as hard as it is, but it's a game, your score, even the first half lineup and your lineup prediction. <laughs> uh the score um but i'll do the lineup first let me think uh i say i want to see just maybe get a start uh left back taylor throw him in there give him a go um i say lawell i would keep julian and lawell the the center back pairing just again just to you know again with julian if we're going to need him for the sort of august games it's good to have him a bit of fitness ralston i'd suppose would uh get him in there McGregor, mm-hmm. he he seems to always never. I'm amazed he actually got arrested the other night. Uh, <laughs> so surprised to see that. So yeah, Duracell bunny man, he just keeps going and going. Um, but yeah, I'd say maybe McGregor. Shaw, uh, he might get thrown in as well. Tumble, Maida. Um, I'd stick with Kenny up front. I think after getting two goals, maybe he'll get a hat trick this time. Who knows? And uh, uh-huh. yeah, why not? Just throw Johnston in there. If we're talking about he's topical tonight. We'll just. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> prediction for a score, uh, pff, I don't know. I was, I was going for a, a Desmond 2 2. There you go. Oh, aye. 2 2. <laughs> I was actually, that you stole, you stole mine there, like to be honest with you. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna go 2 each, like because 
think Rapid Vienna, regardless of the hate people have them, they're a decent outfit. Austrian yeah. top flight and stuff like that. So they'll probably be playing similar type players. So it'll be a, quite an interesting game. I'll go with my lineup first here. My first half one. I'll go Segrist. I'll go Ralston. Julian Urigidi. Taylor. McGregor. Hatate again. And who was that? Edigucci. I think I'll be the same. I, Johnston will play. Forrest and Kenny. So quite similar. And I'll go yep. to each as well. But see... Another thing about Johnson, it's quite mad to think he was part of one of our best performances at Easter Road last season for the first 45 minutes. He was in that what team, was wasn't he? So yeah, like, what? it's crazy. Like, that does, I came to my head there, but Franny, <laughs> what, what about yourself? Uh, well, I was actually trying to listen closely to your teams because I'm kind of got to base it off what played the other night. So yeah. I, I, I do think a new heart obviously started. So I do think Seagrass may come in, just got a friendly to come in and. I'll, I'll probably go. I'm probably going to go with the same back four as as, as Phil with uh, Ralston, Wall, excuse me, um, Julian and and Taylor just simply because Burnaby started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mac- I've heard a lot of good things about McCarthy, so maybe McCarthy and Edigucci will start with McCarthy played well. I'll give him that. Did, and I? and uh, I don't know. Maybe Tumble coming in. Forrest at Forrest on the right. On the left, maybe Maeda and Aroiz, we've, we've slated him a few times, but he might, might I'm, I'm going to start with a Yeti up front. Oh my God. Just simply, wow. well, did Kenny start Did Kenny start the last game? Mm. He I can he start that's, yeah. that's my only logic behind it, Steve, just simply. Mm. I do, you tend to find in friendlies, not many players start, especially mm. guys like, French players like Kenny will start two games on the bench. Mm. I, I, do, I do think he'll feature in the game, mm. but whether that's for the start, I'm just... Simply based on who started the last game, I think things like that will have, like I will come in. Hmm. Sure. What's your score prediction? I've got to go with a two-one win for us. Two-one. That's yeah. two each. Two-one. Uh, it could be quite uh, tasty one, but uh, to everyone who's watching on, that kind of brings us to the end of the, the podcast. And I just want to say thanks for that. Hit that. Let us hit this one k subscriber uh, mark. It's uh, been fantastic. And as Celtic said, before the boys bust up. <laughs> and as Celtic said, <laughs> be it's going to get. <laughs> as, as, as Celtic said, it's going to get bigger and better. Like Everton Football Club joining the Australian tour, so we're going to keep going and keep rocking with it. But come, your guys filmed the, the guest with the boys bust, the Wikipedia man. Have you enjoyed it? I have enjoyed it, mate. I always enjoy just uh, talking about Celtic and football in general. So yeah, thanks for having me on, and I thoroughly enjoyed that one. The hour has flown in phone and I'm oh. glad I could drop that Mikey Johnston bomb in there that created <laughs> some new debate. He's a very polarizing <laughs> figure. I knew it in my head. He I was like, throw Mikey Johnston in there. <laughs> it's, so, it's one of them ones, like, I didn't include him because he's talked about a lot. A bit like Julian. It's like, Mikey Johnston, you can only say so much shite things about him. You know, like, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of them ones, like, Franny, have you enjoyed it? Ah, buzzing, Stephen. You're not doing a quiz, so I'm all happy. We're not getting beat off the boys in us again tonight. So, all, all right. the quiz questions are fucking gone. By the way, like they're Aye. all gone, <laughs> and that question is special. get beat again. Hundred percent. But I mean, we'll be back on Monday again for a reaction to the Rapid Vienna game and other news if it develops. If Larson joins, we'll do an emergency podcast. Like, but, <laughs> <laughs> but everyone wants along. Stay well and keep safe. Hail, hail. Thank you.